0: Hello, and welcome to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. In this weekly podcast, you'll be inspired and equipped through the power of God's Word to live an overcoming life. This week, we're excited to have Leon Fontaine, pastor of Springs Church and CEO of the Miracle Channel, share with us a message that's focused on challenging our belief systems. When we have a belief system of the heart that has been influenced by the Word of God and developed by the Holy Spirit, it enables us to live an overcoming life free from the fears and insecurities we may face. We hope that you enjoy this message by Pastor Leon Fontaine.
1: Thank you so much. You may be seated. It is a joy to be here at Coastal, and uh, I remember way back, Dave and Cheryl and I have been, Sally, have been friends for, I think, 25 years. And I remember walking the streets, looking at this building, uh, thinking, hey, it would be great to have a church here. And, and out here as well, when you're looking at uh, selling your airspace and all the all the miracles that God has done here is just amazing. And you are definitely one of Canada's premier churches. I hope you realize that. Thriving here right in the city center and a great example of how to raise up a church in our city centers across Canada. So you keep backing Dave and Cheryl, uh, your pastors, and go for it. Amen? All the way. So. I've told the other services this, so I may as well tell you, too. Can I tell you a practical joke I played on Pastor Cheryl one time? The, uh, probably 20 years ago. Um, I, I need prayer. I do, I do have this problem that whenever I get on the phone, I start thinking of jokes to play on people, tricks. So I phoned them up one day just to chat with Dave and uh, got the babysitter. And she goes, no, Dave and Cheryl are out today. And I said, oh, okay, okay. Um, she says, can I, can I give them a message? And all of a sudden, my brain went, Brew. I said, yes, this is Dr. Noel Inetnoff. And would you please let Cheryl know her tests came back positive? She's pregnant. And the baby, she goes, oh, um, uh, well, you shouldn't have told me that. I said, she would like to know, so thank you. And I hung up. So Dave tells me the story later. They get home, and this babysitter is sobbing at the door. And she goes, I'm so sorry, Cheryl. I'm so sorry. I should never know before you, but the, the doctor phoned, and he said, you're pregnant. I'm so sorry that I heard before any of you did. And Cheryl goes, I'm not pregnant. That was Leon on the phone. They, they knew who it was. But we've always had such a, a great time when we get together. And to see uh, the kids grow up into phenomenal leaders and adults, and to see what God is doing with their family, and with this group of leaders is, is really awesome. You know, If I don't know who your cable provider is, but if it's not TELUS, you should switch. And uh, the reason is is because last year, TELUS approached the Miracle Channel. Uh, we approached them, and they put us, the entire 24-hour Christian TELUS is on, they put us on for free. And uh, so it's in the low channels. I don't, what, what channel is it on TELUS? Anybody know? Four. It's channel four on TELUS. So, and to get, like, I mean, some of the world's greatest preachers are on there, from Joyce Myers to uh, Joel and all the rest of it. And there's more coming on all the time. Uh, we're taking this channel around the world as well. Some of the programs now are already around the world, and God's doing phenomenal things with the Miracle Channel. I want to encourage you to people say, well, Christian TV is, you know, uh, I like, I don't know if I am into it. Listen. Everywhere you go, I'm not saying that Christian TV is for the lost, but you'll be surprised how many people going through a real hellish time in their life start channel hopping. One of the stories that came to me was a man, and I had lunch with him uh, in Saskatchewan that had about to commit suicide, had his rifle on the couch, had even put the barrel in his mouth, and he just didn't have it to pull it. So he started going through the channels, and he ended up on Miracle Channel. And he said, Leon, the preacher wasn't even that good. It wasn't one of your better programs. And uh, he said, but I was looking for something, and God touched me, and I gave my life to Christ. He's one of our big supporters now. I met him and his wife. God set him free from alcohol. And you never know who's going. But the Miracle Channel is a gift to believers because how many know when you go through storms? When something going on in your life, it's a great place to go and get fed anytime. It goes, right to your, uh, it goes right to your iPads, iPhones, I mean, Blackberry playbooks, computers, anywhere at university at work, just click on it. You can have a preacher preaching at you. You can go to programs that are saved on there. And literally, it's a Bible school. It's a, it's a resource for you. So I want to encourage you to, to do that and make use of, of that. It's all across British Columbia now. And uh, both Dave and John Burns will keep telling me, you've got to get it on cable in British Columbia, well, it's here, so make sure and go and enjoy it. Father, as I speak today, I pray that you'd help me. And I ask that every mind just be at peace. Father, you'll allow, we'll allow your presence, your spirit, to speak to us and teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. There is an easy way to do Christianity, and there's an awful way to do Christianity. There is a way that is so easy that Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's an effortless way to bring change into your life, or there's a way that you'll be frustrated for the rest of your life trying to serve God and to bring about lasting change. Many Christians today give their lives to Christ, love the fact that they know Jesus, that heaven is a guarantee but yet still live the years out, still addicted to the same things, still struggling with the same low self-esteem, still dealing with an inability to prosper, an inability to get healed, an inability to, to get, bring peace to their mind. And as I've watched this now, because I'm a second-generation pastor, and uh, I begin to go to God's Word and say, God, I really want to help people. Is there a way that we can just show them, What like, help me? Out of that came this teaching. And I'm just going to title it, Dealing with Your BS. And BS stands for belief systems. There are two levels of thinking in the human being today. The first level is your thinking in your mind. The Bible says you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. But then the Bible also teaches us that there is a level of thinking called heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so he lives. Christian psychologists say that there are beliefs in the heart, they call it subconscious level. Sub means below. So below your conscious thinking are a group of beliefs that you have, that you don't even know. There are verses in the Bible that say a man doesn't even know his own heart. And I used to struggle with that. But it's actually saying there are beliefs in your heart that you are unaware of. But you will be aware of them if they control you. And the belief systems of the heart have a set point. In Proverbs 4.23 it says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. God will not guard your heart. You've got to guard it. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the forces of life. You can have a force of joy. You know somebody who's just filled with joy? Oh, be around them is a treat. Always happy. And then you can meet Eeyore. There's always Eeyore somewhere. Oh, well. Life sucks. It's going to rain. Party's going to be a bummer. Uh, I don't know. If flu's coming. I'll get it. Like they just... And and instead of a force of joy, there's a force of just wah-wah that comes out of them. Some people have a force of blessing and prosperity. Everywhere they go, they run into people, and it just increases their blessing. It increases their influence. Others, everywhere they go, cost some money, and they keep going down the tubes. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, there are forces that flow from the human heart and that it, it, in one version it says it determines the boundaries of your life. If there's a ceiling that you can't seem to get past financially, can't seem to get past relationally, if you can't seem to get past that ceiling where this addiction, whatever it is, you can have addictive ways of thinking that control you, habitual thinking that you can't seem to get free from. And There is a way that I want to show you in the Word that you can deal with this thing and have effortless change. Or you can keep doing the religious thing you've been doing and struggle the rest of your life. In Hebrews 4, 9 to 11 is a really unique verse. It says there, There remains therefore a rest. A rest to the people of God. So this is for believers. There is a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter that rest. That's crazy. you got to work hard at resting. Labor to enter that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. If you do not bring about change from your heart, you will never get to an area of believing. See, faith and believing does not come from the head. Faith and believing come from the heart, a deeper level of thinking. You persuade your heart with the Word of God, and then His Spirit and His Word will flow out of your heart and control your life your life is not controlled by the devil your life is not controlled by god whoa someone just got slapped there are you kidding me god's in control no he's not he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole wide world he's got the itty bitty babies in his hands that's not even in the bible how many babies died last year Don't tell the world he's got the whole world in his hands when millions are dying of starvation, and every so many minutes someone is killed, raped, abused, hurt. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's the lousiest manager I've ever seen, if that's the case. Well then, Pastor, you're you're freaking me out here. Hey, first Corinthians four four says Satan is the god of this world. Kinda makes more sense. There are two kingdoms on the planet, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness. Yes, you can live in the kingdom of light, and you can give God control of your life, and you can learn how to walk that out. But see, here's the way most people pray. Most people pray trying to get God to do something, begging, bugging, pleading, God, would you please help me, 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 me? Where are you, 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 you? Come down here and help me, 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 me. You can hear the echo in the room Is would God do something? One guy asked Jesus, if you can do something, if you can do something, Jesus said right back to him, all things are possible if you believe. Believing is not of the head. Believing is of the heart. And so you must persuade your heart with the word of God. But Christians spend a lot of time praying Old Testament prayers. God, please heal this. Lord, please do something. My God, would you do something? God, please beg. And if you can cry and, and mascara will run, you know, he'll for sure hear you. Or if, if you can just, you know, just, oh, just tell God feels sorry for you and goes, Michael, do it. Like, look after the poor sucker already. And, and so we have got prayer mixed up. Prayer is communication with God. To have a relationship with Him. Then prayer is to spend time in the Word where Holy Spirit and the Word begin to change your heart in the meditative times of prayer. And then prayer speaks to mountains, and mountains move, problems move out of the way. But you can't doubt in your heart. What happens in your heart is what connects you to your miracle, not what happens in your head. Now, we need to deal with thoughts. But that's because, if left alone, thoughts settle into your heart. Now, believing is not an intellectual happening. It is something that occurs at the heart level. It's something that happens so deeply, it affects the way you feel and the way you think. You see, emotions and feelings are different. I'll give you an example. Emotions come from what you focus your mind on. Ever heard the phrase, the more I thought about it, the matter I got? Why? You're thinking about it. You are focusing your thought life on somebody who's hurt you, uh, done something against you, didn't shake your hand, uh, didn't let you have the mic on the praise team. And so the more you think about it, the matter you get. That's an emotion. But then there are deep, abiding feelings that people don't know what to do with. I know. I've been a pastor for 30 years. There are many people that will walk into a church or into their family, and they have a deep feeling of, I'm a loser. I'm a loser. I'll never amount to much. They don't want to think that way, and, and, and they actually don't think it with their conscious mind, but whenever they go to do something successful or to, or, or to rise up, this heart has a belief system written on it that says you're never going to amount to much. There are belief systems here right now of of I'll never make it. I'll never succeed at anything. I'm just born on the wrong side of the tracks. Others are so smart, my brain, something's wrong with me. And, And the enemy has got beliefs that are in our heart. And what they do is when you want to change with your mind, if you don't deal with a heart belief, your heart belief will override what you want to do. If you don't believe that, here's a great example. How many times have we all tried to lose weight? We're determined up here. But we last about a week, or January 1 to January twenty You've got to persuade your heart with the word of God. And then the word of God in your heart flows out of your heart as a force. And it begins to change your whole world. The heart. What does the Bible say about the heart? I'm going to blast a bunch of verses at you just because i got a little bit of time to go here. Now, Proverbs 4 says, My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the center of your heart. Not your head, your heart. For they are life To those who find them. Healing and health to all their flesh. You keep and guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the very forces of life. Your heart is this phenomenal, amazing, wonderful place that God's designed in you that the word comes in and it plants itself in your heart. And out of your heart grows and flows forces of joy and peace and happiness and blessing and prosperity. Healing, for example. You know, people pray wrongly for healing. They pray Old Testament prayers. I haven't got time to teach on them, but I'll give you an example. God, would you please heal so and so? The Bible says, differently, it says, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in heaven, it'll come down from heaven and touch you. No. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it'll quicken your mortal body. So healing is coming out from inside, not down from heaven. Some people haven't got that figured out yet. You basically don't need to beg, bug God. Jesus died on the cross for healing. And as you, re- as you take God's word and you renew your mind and you get it into your heart... Your heart believes. It's what the heart man believes. You can't even get saved by believing with your head. You can't get saved praying a prayer. You get saved believing with your heart and then saying it with your mouth. This heart is the key. Many believers are trying to change their life. They're working on their marriage outside of them. They're working on their business, working on their addictions, working on their stinking thinking, all this stuff. But they're not working on their heart. The autopilot of your life is your heart. If you dial in the autopilot of a plane and you keep grabbing the yoke and the plane's going this way, and you grab that yoke and go... "Mm -hmm." As soon as you let go of the yoke, every pilot here knows, it goes right back. Hey! "Mm -hmm." Let go and go for coffee or have a bathroom break. The plane goes... "Mm Hey! It's frustrating, and Christians live these lives. They get some success, and they lose it. Get some success, get some self-control, and they lose it. And their life is so up and down. And why? Because you're changing something on the outside before you change the heart. And there is a rest. For God's people and you must labor to enter that rest of taking God's word and letting it change your heart it says here that if you keep this word in your eyes and your ears in the center of your heart there's a meditation a thinking a meditating that goes on that it says in Hebrews 412 the word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword the last line says it's able to d- divide the thoughts and the intents of the heart. There are belief systems. Now, where do these beliefs come from that have controlled you all your life? Every one of us, me included. Well, what really sucks is you didn't put them there. Your parents did, your grandparents did, your teachers did. Where belief systems of the heart come from is any repetitive teaching, thinking, or any strong emotion will write it on your heart. I'll give you an example. If your dad continually said, look out for wealthy people, all they want is one thing, they'll, they'll mess with you, they're going to cheat, they're going to lie, they only got ahead by doing one thing, so you look out for them and you have no respect for people with finances, you'll never have it because something in your heart rejects that. And you'll think, well, God doesn't want me to have money because I've tried, 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 tried. You can have three jobs and a paper route to get ahead and you never can get ahead. There's a belief system of the heart that is, has that is literally got a set point, a ceiling on you that is so low you can't get past it others are trying relationships trying to make a relationship work and you love that man you marry that man and you think but but growing up your mom tried to warn you about how bad men were and what men only want one thing look out for men and that repetitive thinking unless you clean it out even though you love that man your marriage will never be able to go to the levels you really want of intimacy and friendship and laughter and joy because of a belief system that is sabotaging your relationship or if it's not repetitive teaching it will be an emotional event with a boyfriend or 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 something that took place that hurt you and abused you and from that extreme embarrassment or emotion, all men are pigs or something just gets written in your heart and for the rest of your life, that thing will control you unless Holy Spirit goes in with the sword of the spirit or the scalpel of the spirit and he'll cut off, just like a surgeon cuts off a cancerous tumor, he'll cut off a belief something that is hurting you sabotaging you and the word is filled with the power of the heart in Matthew 12, 35, it says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. A mediocre man with mediocre treasure in his heart brings forth mediocre things. A world-changing man with world-changing treasure in his heart, his beliefs are his treasure, brings forth world-changing things. In Matthew and Mark sixteen four. It says, Jesus upbraided them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart. You can let your heart get hard. In Mark eleven 23, don't doubt in your heart, which means you can stop your heart from doubting. In Luke 24, 25, it says, oh, slow of heart. You're fools, Jesus is saying. You can slow your own heart down from believing. In John 14, 27, don't let your heart be troubled. God cannot stop your heart from slowing down. can't stop your heart from getting hard. He can't stop your heart from getting troubled. He's handed it to you. And you must guard it. You must feed it the right beliefs. You must feed it the word of God and God's beliefs. And when you do, it will bring effortless change out of your life in a stunning, amazing way. In Acts five three, it says there, Peter said to Ananias, Satan has filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. This thing called heart. I mean, can you imagine if you're sitting in the front row of a plane? And some little kid saw the two pilots go to the bathroom, which I know they never do, and there's nobody in the cockpit and the autopilot's on. And so the little kid sits down and starts banging away on the autopilot, punching in new coordinates. Are you going to go, ah, just a kid? (laughs) No, you're not. You're going to freak because you're on the plane that he's recalibrating somewhere else. Yet people hand their heart every day To friends who repetitively speak negatively against themselves or God, or bring television stuff in that's not just entertainment. They will complete, they'll watch CNN, constant negative news, 17 times in one day and then wonder why they're so financially negative when that's when most people make their greatest wealth is in the middle of downtimes. But you watch them and you begin to feed it and you feed your heart and your heart begins to develop these belief systems. Now, most people don't realize that they are subconscious beliefs. The Bible goes on to teach that if you want to know where your heart has a misbelief, it's where you can't produce results. Wherever you can't produce results, there's a misbelief. Now, we've kind of been taught, me too, and I've done teaching for it, where just believe more. Believe more. But I've found out that there's a misbelief. The reason I waver between two opinions is because I believe God's word is true, but then I kind of believe, but maybe my chickens are coming home to roost. Maybe because of the things I did in the past, God's judging me. Uh, you know, what goes around comes around Where there's smoke. Like all these negative thinking that have been written in our heart. If we don't deal with these things. Then your heart, you'll, you'll be locked in for the rest of your life. You'll be struggling to get ahead. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verses 16, I want to read something to you. Listen to this very carefully. Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus. And he says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. Through his spirit, so that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. See, your spirit man is alive with Jesus right now today. But this heart is kind of this connection between spirit and soul. It's where who you think you are is. The seed of your uh, identity is in your heart. What you really believe is in the heart. And the Bible says, flowing from your heart are the forces of life. Therefore, my, i got no time left. Let me just say this. You need to go to God's word. And you need to begin to trust and ask Holy Spirit to work with you. Jesus said, it's good for me to go. Because when I go, Holy Spirit's going to come. And he's going to lead you into all truth. The truth that all of us need to be led into. Even more than who to marry, which house to buy, what, who, what stocks to invest in. Pray. He'll guide you with that. The truth in your own heart. Because we don't even know often the beliefs that as children and teenagers that we formed through hurts and heartache and failures and repetitive teaching from parents and teachers and the culture that we grew up in. These things are determining your future, not God. God's not like the Wizard of Oz up there, and he's going to pull a string. And, and you know if you pray hard enough, he might go yes to you and no to you. So God's going, yes, yes, no, no. Yes, 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 no, no, no. yes. No. Yeah. Nope. Like, that's, that's kind of a schizophrenic God. Who doesn't know who to bless and who not to, and he likes you and doesn't like you. No, God's no respecter of persons, and the blessing has been spoken on your life. God's word's been given to you. Jesus died for every person on the planet. When Jesus comes into your spirit, man, you need to take time, and the Bible says that Christ will make his home in your heart. By that, I mean all the beliefs, the things that he died on the cross for become strengths and beliefs and faith in the heart Now you can change any area of your life. And the Bible says you'll enter a rest where your own works can't produce it. Your own efforts aren't fixing it because you first got to change your heart. Then you'll go to work on your business and to your amazement. It just starts to produce and be blessed. You go, what's going on? Because you've done the heart work. You go to work on your marriage, and before it was like good. You can buy her flowers, and you can buy her a new purse and shoes, and it just it helps for about 15 minutes, and then it's back to the arguing and the fighting. But when you change your heart and you begin to believe, I'm blessed. She's a woman of God. That's my husband. God's called us to be amazing partners together. something changes in here, then you, what you do outside is effortless. It's easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. If it's not, if it's not, then there is a heart belief. I call them misbeliefs. Go back to God's word in your devotion time and just say, Holy Spirit, please go into the deepest part of my heart and cut off the thoughts and the intentions that are hurting me and help me to get God's true word into my heart renew my mind get it to drop into my heart until i begin to believe what you say i am teacher said i'm the most likely to fail but god says i'm the head and not the tail my uncle said i'm the black sheep of the family but jesus and paul through his writings said i'm a saint and i'm righteous because of jesus christ my friends say i'm the biggest jerk they've ever seen because of all that i've done to them but jesus said my future is bright and his goodness and his mercy follows me all the days of my life people say you'll never make a great father but jesus Jesus says, "He'll help me be a father to my children and help me raise them up. The world, I don't care. The Bible says, let, every, let the word of God be true. Anyone that disagrees with it, a liar. What a beautiful verse. It's what God says about you. That's who you are. And by the way, your failures don't determine your future. Not with Jesus. You, you start forgetting. The Bible says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. I used to think every time I'd pray, I used to think my own heart would condemn me because I didn't do enough over here. And every time I go to pray or spend time with God, it's like all my faults would come up. And I always thought it was the Holy Spirit doing that. And anytime I go to pray, well, Leon, you didn't treat your mom right and you didn't do this, and you said this, and here's what you did over there. And it's like every time I come to church, I'm being reminded of all my faults. Listen, that's a misbelief. Holy Spirit is not reminding you of your faults. How could he when he put them when the Bible says God put them on Jesus and he died on the cross? Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, is to constantly remind you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. So these beliefs of the heart, I've just kind of shotgunned a lot of different things. My challenge to you simply is today, value the word of God. It is the beliefs that need to go into your heart. And when you begin to do the inner work, it'll flow out of you with force in a way that you have never dreamed possible. The life that seems to be just out of your reach is easy if you do the inner work, not just the outer work. The inner work is more important. Father, I thank you for every one of these people sitting here today, your family. I pray that you would touch each person. I pray that, Father, the things that I've spoken, that were God-breathed, they'll never forget. And, Father, there's going to be amazing change brought about in lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Every head bowed for just a moment. For those that are here and would say to me, Leon, I don't think I know this Jesus. I'm not a... Believer, I'm not a Christian, or I don't know if I am. I want to lead this entire audience right from your seats in the most powerful prayer I know. It is a prayer of giving your life to Jesus Christ. When you pray this prayer, he's going to come in and forgive you. He's going to wash you clean. He's going to make you a brand new creation. It's not just a forgiveness of sins. He'll never leave you. He will never forsake you. This prayer is the most powerful one I know because an entire life is changed forever. Heaven becomes a guarantee when you believe on Jesus and give him your life. Before I lead everybody in that prayer, for those that are here and would say, yeah, I need to be included in that, just you folks, would you open your eyes and just look at me. And if you want to be included, I want you to wave at me until I see your hand. Don't put it down until I see your hand, but say, Pastor, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Others, thank you, thank you, thank you Thank you, thank you thank you. Others, give me a thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you Others, just give me a wave Thank you Pastor, today I want to give my life to Christ I want him to forgive me Wash me clean Maybe you wanted to raise your hand But you're a little bit nervous or shy That's called fear And when you make decisions based on fear Your life will never go good Go against the fear. If something inside of you, you want to do this. If you haven't yet raised your hand, let me just look around one last time. Just give me a quick wave. Thank you. Anyone else that didn't raise their hands, that wants to, thank you. Looking over here. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Let's all pray together with all these amazing people making a decision for Jesus. The prayer goes like this. Let's pray it out loud. Father, in Jesus' name. I give you my life. Please forgive me for everything I've done wrong. All of it. From today and on, I give my heart to you. I invite you into my life. From today and on, you're my Lord and Savior. Help me to change every day, every year for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Congratulations for everybody who raised your hands. That's awesome. Wow. Man, you know, make sure, make sure you keep coming out to church. Coastal is a phenomenal church. I love this church. I want you to keep coming. Keep coming out. If you're from another church, go back to that. But so many are looking for church and it hasn't been a regular part of their life. You will need to hear teaching every week, besides your own devotions. And and it's going to help you to become that person that you know has been just out of your reach. God is going to help you get there.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. We hope that today's message has inspired you to live a life fully devoted to following Christ. Be sure to check out our website for other ways to watch, listen, or share this message. For more information, go to coastalchurch.org.